Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey, Twitter whores and slutty pinners, Facebook fuckers and LO hipsters. This is Billy Presida and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey, hi, and how are you, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, comedian Billy Presida. This is the podcast where every week I talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, sexuality, and gender. Welcome to the show if you're new. Welcome back if you're not. And uh, so long, farewell, and good riddance to the few of you I think I lost last week. Definitely lost a couple of y'all after, after my defense of the Jenny Kuttner salon piece. Oh, well, that was going to happen. <laughs> More on that in a bit. Two pieces of congratulations. Congrats to the Boy Scouts of America. Finally did right. They now allow, they voted, uh, their board voted unanimously to allow adult male gay troop leaders. This comes after they, uh, they made it fine. They, they lifted the ban on gay troops, but would not allow gay troop leaders, which is weird because, you know, a troop, especially an Eagle Scout who works his way up the Eagle Scout, he's like, being a scout is all my life. You know, he's off tying knots and saving cats from trees. And then the day he turns 18, he can't be a scout anymore because now he's a gay adult scout. And that's just ridiculous. So so they lifted that ban finally nationwide, and that's really exciting. Uh, that's pretty cool. I, I think we're going to start, you know, obviously after the Supreme Court ruling, just more and more of these really fun, uh, I don't want to call it little news, but little little bans will be lifted. These little celebrations, these aftershocks, these gay aftershocks we're going to be getting. And I think uh, that's quite wonderful. The other congratulations I have is for Caitlin Bailey. On her one-woman show, Contagious was great. I went to the the final show on Sunday. Uh, it was it was quite phenomenal. Funny at the places it needed to be funny, somber and sincere, in the places it needed to be serious. And uh, and another little shout out to Lauren, the, the fan whore Lauren, who came on out. We had some drinks. We hung out with Caitlin. We saw the show. Anyone who didn't come out, you missed out. Uh, but I got show dates for you, everybody. Show dates, so now you don't have to miss out seeing me. Uh, August 6th, I will be at Comics at Foxwoods Casino in Connecticut. I will be uh, performing at the, the comedy club up there doing a comedy contest. I would love your support. Go to manhorpod.com slash comedy, and you'll see a link where you can buy tickets to that. And then this Friday and Saturday, here in New York City, yeah, it's that time of the month taking out my tampon and we're fucking dancing yeah what the float is back it's time to get fancy get dancy what the float the silent floating dance party you hear me rant and rave about every month i'm going uh i'm going on saturday night but there'll also be a float on friday and you can get tickets to that at what the flow.at yes that's what the flow flo.at you'll find information on what it is, and tickets. But thank you, everybody, for your support regarding the salon.com piece. Um, all the kind words, all the people who on Twitter reached out and said that's that article was bullshit. Thank you very much. And uh, for those who want to get into a public battle with me, 
know that if you have less than a thousand followers, I know you're just looking for attention and I'm not going to bite. Yeah, there's some people who uh, they agreed with Jenny and they did not agree with my my opening from last week. Uh, but instead of, you know, engaging in a in a respectful discussion, it's more like, OMG, I cannot believe Billy Persida published the first 15 minutes of his podcast this week. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know what? None of your followers probably know about me or my podcast. Uh, Otherwise, I'd be like a way bigger show. Uh, So when you do that, you're just doing it for public attention. You want me to engage with you in a Twitter battle. And I'm not biting. Fuck you. If if your disagreement was so sincere, if you really wanted to have a discussion with me about why you disagreed with what I said, you know what? You'd probably shoot me an email at manhorpod at gmail.com. Because seriously, the fuck are we going to accomplish 140 characters at a time? Pretty doubtful that anything but you getting a little a little free press would occur. Uh, but thank you for everyone who reached out. Um, that, was, that was very nice of you. I don't know if I'm getting like um, dating fatigue. Or what, but uh, maybe I need, I feel like I've been, I've been going on a lot of dates recently, a lot of dates, less fuck dates, more date dates, been attempting, and they've been fun, they've been great, Uh, I mean, I mean, I'll say it this way, they've been fun, the girls have been great, I don't know if I'm, uh, I'm all there, I'm a little clouded right now, I've been clouded a little bit since, uh, since the breakup thing I can't remember if I've said her name on here before so I'm like holding that back um it's weird like I'll be hooking up and fooling around with like a, a beautiful woman and we're fooling around and having a grand old time being naked and touching things and I'm it's like I'm I'm enjoying it but I feel like there's part of me that's not there I'm not fully present there's a part of me that's fingering her, but on autopilot. As soon as I, you know, as soon as her breathing hits the type of breathing where I know I'm doing what she enjoys, it's as if part of me kind of is out of it and my body just keeps going. Some, some of the dates, it's, it's not that I don't like them. It's not that I wouldn't go on dates with them. But part of me is like, am I just here because I can be or am I here because I want to be right now? Is there something else I'd rather be doing? Would I rather be up on stage? Would I rather be in the gym feeling less gross? Would I rather be at home in front of Netflix and junk food and feeling gross? This part of me can't tell. I'm hoping this is just a very quick phase that I pass through. But I don't know if uh, I don't know if I should be trying to seriously date right now, because over the last uh, last two months, a lot of little landmines here and there, and they haven't been fun. And not to say that like Billy's done trying to seriously date, because of course, even when one says that, uh, they're just saying that until they meet the person who makes them want to seriously date. So I just don't know that I I don't know if I should be really seeking out. As many first dates as I have recently, 
It's also been taking up a lot of my mental space, my, a lot of my mental energy. Getting, flirting, securing dates. Because I know when I get on the date, if if she's fine, I'm. I know I'm going to be fine. Because I go on when I'm on a date, I'm I'm basically matching energy. So if their energy is low and uninterested, uh, I will attempt, I will feign enthusiasm and and upbeatness, but it will eventually be brought down to whatever level she's at. If she's high energy, upbeat, good improv, I'm high energy, upbeat, good improv. So I know that if they're cool, fun people, I'm. It's just it's going to go well, and we're going to make out at some point. But do I need that? Right now, do I need it? I don't know. But it's been something on my mind recently. As I've been in this uh, this haze. <laughs> this ties into this. Last week, I get an email from this guy. He says, hey, Billy, it's Adam. You gangbanged my wife back in February. She really liked you, and we're going to have a much smaller gangbang with less guys. And it, when we're in town this week, would you like to come back? <laughs> and, and also, we'd love to see one of your comedy shows. I say, of course I'm in. I feel flattered. And I have no comedy shows lined up, but, you know, I've got the podcast. And uh, we ended up, <laughs> so I actually ended up doing a podcast with this woman I had a gangbang with. But then we also did an episode of me her and her husband. So those are two episodes that are coming out, I think in August and they're going to be great. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to them, but I did go to the, to the gangbang. I go to the smaller, more selected gangbang and it was fun. I had a good time, right? So that goes on. One guy leaves. Another thing happens. Um, later in the evening and then the next day we do the podcast and after the podcast there's an impromptu threesome with uh, me her and and the husband and i'm gonna be honest this woman is easily in the top you know i don't top three top five whatever she's one of the hottest women i've had sex with and i'm not fully there she's gorgeous she's great it's nothing to do with her. And I'm I'm in it. I'm enjoying it. She's sucking my dick. It's feeling good. But I'm there's like no there's not there weren't many points in either the gangbang night or that threesome where I am super crazy rock hard. Because my mind, my biggest erotic organ, isn't fully there. That was a red flag for me. When a hot chick sucking my dick, wants to fuck me, and and my my mind isn't fully there. So I got to figure out what that's about. I don't know if it's grandma. I don't know if it's... Because uh, grandma's been in the coma. She was in a coma for 12 days before. Um, she passed on Saturday. So it's been about, we're going to call it two weeks of... We're going to call it two weeks of family. I don't know if it's family being in my life again. I don't know if it's grandma dying. I don't know if it's the breakup still or if there's something else. I got something I got to look at. And if there's any Legion of Skanks guys listening, yeah, I know this is me being the whiny pussy or whatever. You were calling me on Reddit. But welcome to my show. This is kind of what it's about. 
Me being somber, describing a gangbang. Uh, <laughs> nor the show like it, people. Uh, and before we get to this week's episode with Ashley, I do have a, we have an advice question I want to get to. Um, accident, he calls himself the accidental fucker. Accidental fucker writes, hey, Billy, heard about you in the episode you did with Corinne and Christina on Guys We Fucked. I started listening to your show and I've been a fan ever since. I had a recent encounter with an older woman and I'm hoping you could spare some pointers given your track record. You see, I met her at an art show. We both went alone and were waiting in line together. We striked up a conversation when I was complaining about the wait. Somewhat innocently, because I was not trying to hit on her. We started talking uh, about the artists and each other's backgrounds. We ended up walking through the whole show together, exchanging woody banter here and there. And at the end, as we were about to part ways, she said, Hey, we should stay in touch. At first, I found that expression a bit odd. I didn't think too much of it and just asked for a phone number. I sensed a whiff of hesitancy from her, but we did exchange contacts. Now, here's some more background. I'm 27. She's 40. Editor's note. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Immediately, uh, prior to the stay in touch question, we had talked about each other's jobs. I looked her up on LinkedIn after, and she's one of those 500 plus people. You know, she has a ton of contacts. So it could be that she's just a very social person in general, and that's how she networks. And maybe she didn't uh, intend to exchange phone numbers, but rather just wanted to add me on LinkedIn. Also, that evening, we exchanged some more witty banter via text. I gave her a nickname and called her cute. She responded with a shy face emoji. The art show was sexually explicit. Uh, I think you should know this. At one point, she initiated a conversation about penises and vaginas. So I don't know, Billy. My question is, is she interested in me? She travels often and will be leaving town in a couple weeks. I'm planning to ask her out on drinks or dinner. I'm going to see how this plays out, but we'll appreciate your take on it. Thanks. Well, accidental fucker. She's definitely interested. Interested in what? I don't know. Uh, I sadly don't have a telepathic connection to her brain. But even if I did, I wouldn't tell you. I'm not cruel. Here's why. Uh, see, a lot of people they want the ninety ninety per. They want like that ninety nine percent certainty before entering certain situations. You know, like asking someone out. You want to know if they're single. Are they interested in you? Do they enjoy casual sex or serious relationships? Did she notice that chocolate stain on my Charlie Brown t-shirt? People get worried about simply asking out a stranger. A stranger. This is someone you're almost never otherwise going to see again. So what if they don't like me? What if they're spoken for? What if they say no? Yeah. Those are all possible outcomes. And if any of them are true, hey, so... What? Yeah, they'll say no. They'll say no thank you, and then you move on with your life. You know? That's it. Yes, it's embarrassing for a half second, and then it's fine. Nothing in the world actually changed. Now, I'm pleased uh, that despite what my response here is, you plan on asking her out to drinks or dinner. That's great, and it's exactly why uh, you should do. Ask. She may say no. But she may also say yes, because ultimately the only one who knows if she's interested is her. I don't. Are there there 
potential red flags, sure. If she was hesitant to give you her phone number, either she uh, intended it like you thought in like more of a social, in like a networking uh, fashion. But you also may have, uh, you may have just caught her off guard with, with your forwardness. Maybe she was expecting someone younger to find her on Facebook. Um, she responded with a shy face emoji. She could be shy, embarrassed, and doesn't like taking compliments. Or she's doing it because she knows that she's not interested in you romantically, uh, but she doesn't want to let you down. So who knows, man? Only she does. But what I would encourage you to do, I'd either insinuate or make it pretty apparent that you are asking her out on a date. Be pretty clear that this is not a networking engagement. Okay, throw in something along the lines of like, I don't know, like, I'd like to take you out to dinner. Or prefacing with, I'm not sure if you have a boyfriend or someone in your life, but I'd like to blank. Because at least then, if she wants to hang out, but not romantically, she can say yes with a but. She can say yes, but I was hoping, I was thinking more in a uh, networking capacity. And then you can decide if you want to still hang out. Because, hey, you know, even if uh, even if she doesn't want to date you, maybe something else comes of it. Maybe she has uh, an, a, a younger business associate she thinks you'd be good with. Or maybe she's super into it, man. And I, I, hope you, I hope you find out and let me know. You got this. Okay? I hope you're back from you, man. And if you listeners have any uh, questions, comments, queries, booby pictures, you can email me over at manwhorepod at gmail.com. And of course, uh, if you want to say something to me more publicly, you can say so on Twitter at TheBillyPresita. You know, use the hashtag manwhorepodcast. Let me know what you think about the show. This week, this week, everybody, I got Ashley. Ashley is a, is a young gal. I We slept together my senior year at college. And it didn't really progress much after that. Uh, I don't think either of us thought of the other one as a as a ro- possible romantic connection. I think we were both just horny and ho- you know enjoyed each other in that capacity. To be honest, I'm not even sure we really went out for drinks ever, if uh, much, if at all. So it was a it was pretty a, a straightforward relationship. But it was interesting to get back in touch with her all these years later. So, so let's uh, let's let's get on right to it. This week's episode, checking back in with Ashley. I'm good. You comfortable? Comfortable. I haven't seen you in like five, four years, four or five years. No, yeah. not five years. Uh, we we hooked up senior, my senior year of college. There was a gap. I know we hooked up again. I think after I graduated, there was like one time. I did come by and like we had sex again, but it was like a one time. No, we didn't have sex. I invited you over for a movie. Oh, but we right, didn't have sex. right. In that that apartment, in that place, on the in that neighborhood. I'm not gonna say. <laughs> in Manhattan, somewhere. Yes, vaguely. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, where the gays are. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can say it Midtown. It's okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um. Oh, right, right, right. And I got like mixed messages, and then you sat me down. Like by after like two hours, you sat me down. And be like, listen. <laughs> Um, it's really, I'm really having fun hanging out with you, 
but oh my god there's like a guy and is that what i said i don't even remember i remember the true story (laughs) i'll ask for true story in a second what you told me was there was a guy involved you thought it was getting serious uh and so you wanted to like not fuck me okay i bet my guess my prediction is that you just didn't want to fuck me i mean (laughs) i texted you with intentions Uh okay i had just gotten through the third breakup with the same guy. To be fair, I had also gained like 15, 20 pounds since no, you No, you looked good. No, okay. no I, you, you look, it wasn't anything with appearance. Okay, okay. It was, I had broken up with this, well, he had broken up with me and I, you know, I had a studio and I wasn't used to that. Okay. Um, I was always, I always had human interaction, roommates, and I was just feeling really lonely and... And I was just upset. So I was like, you know, I think I saw you posted something on Facebook. So I'm like, let me text Billy. He's always fun. Mm-hmm. And I invited you for a movie and yeah. maybe more. But when you got there, I was, I was just sad. You were sad? So, not that you were there. But, <laughs> You're like, but, <laughs> you make me sad. No, because, because <laughs> I had just gotten out of something sure, and I was sure. rushing back into something. Okay. So I think we like cuddled and you yeah, slept were, over. <laughs> uh, I didn't sleep over. but <laughs> Yes, there was, you did. Yeah, you did sleep over. Uh, I remember that because you woke me up when you slammed the door on the way out. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't leave angry. I was like a, maybe a little annoyed, but I mean, I was fine. Like there was cuddling. Yeah, I would have been mad if I were you. Because if w- a girl invites you over for a movie at like after 8 p.m. <laughs> you were close by. I remember you were you were working. I was living in Jersey at the time, I think. No, no? but you were coming from somewhere. I rem- it wasn't inconveniencing you, so I didn't feel so okay. terrible. Yeah, um, I don't because I don't think we kissed that night. I don't remember that. And it, but I'll be honest, if we just cuddled, we did, we did, we did you, cause we started and I'm like, oh, then you stopped like, and then that's hold when it, on a minute. <laughs> it's coming back. How to lose a guy in 10 days is on and I kind of want to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the guy's like, listen, babe, babe, stop this game. It's, <laughs> it's overtime. It's a great movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> How to lose a guy in 10 days is your overtime. Okay. Mm-hmm, it is. Um, no, yeah. I mean, if. I would have been fine if it was like a lot of making out and just cuddling. I, I'm cool with that. That's like a way. Because again, my goals are like if I make out, I won. Everything else is bonus for me. Usually like making out is like the pregame though. I feel sure, like, like I Sure, but I love making out. Oh, really? I don't. You know, not too much of the, the pregame. Get right into it. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, yeah, yeah. If I remember, I think you like kiss very like. Your your kisses are almost like pushing away. It's like, can we get to business? No, I would say it's passionate, <laughs> but down to the point. Like your lips start when you want to stop kissing and start oh, fucking. Yeah. Your lips start pushing me. Like you have strong lips, they're pushing me away. They're I, like, well, I also get off me. <laughs> I'm very I'm very bad at hiding my emotions. So uh-huh. when I'm feeling something, you know it right away. So if I'm done, I'm done. Okay. So what happened with that guy? Was it um, was it worth sending Billy away? I I think it was. I think we ended up going out again for a while. I was I was very young when I started dating him, mm-hmm. um, and then he actually ended up being a little bit crazy stalker because he broke up with me pretty much every single time. And then when I started dating someone else, that's when he was suddenly interested. Right. And, and I can't live without you, like. But he had a whole. I don't want to date you, but no one else can. <laughs> exactly, he had a whole other life on the that's, side that I didn't know about. Was he got like five kids? <laughs> he had a girlfriend in Canada. 
for like the four years that we were going out. Wow. Yeah, I mean, hats off. I had no idea. I actually became friends with her. <laughs> yeah, we we have this ongoing plan to meet, but we still haven't when <sighs> she comes to New York. Well, uh, I mean, if you are going to hide a girlfriend, Canada's a great place to do it. It is. I mean, <laughs> I, I never have an intention of going there. <laughs> so. Totally, you'll never find her there. Yeah. Even if you have suspicions, I think he's fucking someone in Canada, but like, I'm not going to go up there. Yeah, I mean, she'll be all right. Meanwhile, meanwhile, <laughs> if you knew there was a woman in New Hampshire, you'd be in a car to fucking New Hampshire. Oh, my flight would have been booked. And you would have cut a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Canada, no, we'll let her have it. <laughs> yeah. She's sad people up there. So you guys want to meet? You're going to meet another Eskimo sister? Have you ever met Eskimo? So um, we're in Maddie's apartment <laughs> because she doesn't want to come out to Bushwick and she lives in a place I can't get to. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> uh maddie who's awesome episode number <laughs> something like that somewhere in the 50s she was uh very gracious enough to let us use her apartment to record mm-hmm. uh so you two met briefly and yes it was a very interesting experience have you ever met eskimo sisters in that fashion before uh yes not in this fashion Ooh, no do tell. <laughs> okay well because this is anonymous um i went to uh school which i won't name but the primary population of men were gay Mm -hmm. had a lot of gay friends um and oh my god was your (laughs) was your eskimo sister a guy i will get to it okay keep going keep going (laughs) so um, at a party one time, just making out um, with this guy, very cute guy. I've never met him before. Come out of the corner that we were at on the balcony, and my friend Billy came up. Oh, his name was Billy too. Okay, so it wasn't me. Okay, <laughs> no, it wasn't this Billy. Uh, came up to me and was like, "Oh my God, we're Eskimo sisters." Ha! I had no idea what that meant. And I'm like, yeah, totally. <laughs> and he's like, wait, you you know, like we hooked up for like two years. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I felt like I betrayed him. But you didn't bang the dude that this guy banged. No, I made out with the dude that that dude Billy, had previously banged. Billy banged <laughs> the guy you made out with. Yeah. Is, does that still count? Yeah. Uh... Eskimo half-sister? <sighs> like Eskimo cousins twice removed? I don't know. It's close. Don't take it away from me. You know what? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not so. I don't care enough to take that from you. you okay. Know, yeah. You. Your Eskimo sisters. It makes with a me gay more man. interesting. <laughs> oh, you're plenty interesting on your own. I'm sure. Mm. I was. I was. I was sleeping with you for long enough. I don't sleep with boring people. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> That's really funny. I've never heard that before. Okay. Well, this was my first full-on Eskimo sister. I'm also I'm also like happy I guessed it. I'm like really proud of myself. Right now. Um, so what what's what's up? These so okay. So last time we saw each other, you uh, you rebuffed my advances, and uh, now now what's what's your deal? I mean, you, you're not with the psycho dude. Not with psycho dude. That's been done for a while. So what's um, what's the lady's deal? Um, I've been seeing someone. On and off, somewhat casually, somewhat non-casually, depending on which month it is. Okay. Um, and he got a job internationally. So he was gone for two months in the winter. And I went to see him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think that's so casual. Um, for a week while he was there, and he ended up having to come back to New York. So now he lives here. But now, because of the circumstance that was 
in Europe where he was, he's not in the best place for a relationship. What you just Is that said? Too complicated? No, what you just said sounded like a legal document. Okay. It's like of the aforementioned circumstances, <laughs> said party A uh, is not in a place right now to make a settlement with party B. I mean, I th- try to think of everything in like a business-like deal. It just makes it a little bit easier to comprehend. Okay. Um, but yeah, we we still hang out. We see each other, but I'm free to do what I want. He's okay. free to do what he... You know, that okay. sort of thing. So you're banging it, dude. You, uh, um, well, so I told you I was on a date yesterday and you were asking me like where did i take her i mean normally most of my first dates are just like let's go get drinks or today i was on a date that you went on another one today yeah wow <laughs> go you same girl different girl different girl mm. um both are great just promising things out there mm-hmm. i don't want to like do this big extravagant thing on a first date because mm-hmm. then you're always trying to top and top and top and you're just going to top out and that's early you're going to top out early i'm going to Keep it easy because I don't want to go through all this effort for someone who I'm, I don't even know if I'm into. I like doing that for someone I'm into. That means I'm really into them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if I do that for every girl on a first date, then what's special about it? It becomes not special. I want to do special things for special people. No, I get Also, I can't afford special things for everybody. Uh, when, I, when I said, where did you take her? I meant, where did you plan the date? You could have taken her to... Outbacks for oh, a right, blooming right, right. onion. You know what I mean? I'm not. Bi- I'm actually not big <laughs> on dinner first date. The two things I try to not do on first dates: dinner or movies. So just straight to drinks. Drinks or like drinks with like a little like a finger food, but you know, um, movie terrible first date because you're supposed you to get to know talk. each other. You can't talk, and you know, so either you go talk afterwards, but you're sitting next to each other uncomfortably for like two hours because you don't know where does my arm does go? my arm go? Am I allowed? To, am, I, am I allowed to put? You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then by the end of the two hours, I probably psyched myself out of the date thinking she's not even into me. Uh, yeah. um, no, that's a horrible idea for a yeah. first date. Unless it's Jurassic World, like an IMAX. And then, of course, you're not thinking about her at all. Right. right, right. <laughs> um, you know, second, third day after you've already gotten to know each other, maybe. But just it's not something I do first dates. Dinner, I don't do first dates. Why? So much food and you're chewing. Like you can't really freely talk. You can get a more dainty food that you're, you know, that well, it's I'm, not- I'm talking dinner. I'm talking like a sit down restaurant dinner. Okay. Um, you know, you go get, grab like a drink, maybe some pizza. That's different. That's very low key. It's easy. Um, but dinner, you know, just it's, it's, it's awkward. And then like, what if like you don't like you pick a place and it's not the type of food someone likes. Mm-hmm. It just, it's a thing. Okay. And then it comes down to the same thing. I'm also in a financial position. I can't really afford to drop 50 to a hundred dollars every first date, mm-hmm. but going to dinner. If you do dinner and drinks, it's like $75 easily, if not yeah. more. Right. But drinks too. In if you go out in Manhattan, it's you've, crazy. I don't, I've, you're going to wrong places. <laughs> See, I, uh, I don't go to like a, f- the crazy cocktail place where it's $12 cocktails. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I actually just went to, um, it's the oldest bar in Manhattan. Which and, one? Uh, Mick something. Mick Sorley's oldest yes. alehouse in New York. My great grandfather was a bartender. At really? Yep. And this, my grandma used to live upstairs. That's amazing. And the place is awesome. And the thing is, I didn't know this when I ordered. Uh-huh. I ordered two beers. And they won't just give you two beers. Nope. They give you four beers. Because right. with every one beer comes a second beer. It's two mugs is like one round. Which cost me like $7. And I was like, what am I going to do with four beers? Yep. 
It's like five fifty for a round. They only have light and dark, and it's their brew. Like that's their ale. Mm-hmm. You don't say like, oh, what kind of beers do you have? Light or dark? Yeah, I have which no kind idea. of dark beers? No, it's light or dark. Like those are your Pick options. Pick one or get out. That's yeah. a great first date spot. That's a great first date. And then I have a little extra, like you know, I could be like, oh, my great grandfather. Also, you go. like Talking they, points. they know me there. So, mm-hmm. like, if it's a crowded Friday Saturday, um. I don't know the doorman anymore, so I have trouble getting past. Like, I can't like jump a line for the door like I Is used to. Is there a line at that place? It was so on the on the went. on the weekends. I went on like a Tuesday. Yeah, but the weekends are fucking crazy. Yeah, and so, but once I'm in, I can flag down Brendan or Tim or someone, and then they'll be like, oh, you know, they'll they'll wave me back, and they will figure out a way for There's me. There's your hookup guys, by the way, if you need to get in, Brendan and Tim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but there, McSorley is my favorite bar in all of New York because of all the history on the walls because they yeah. have shit from every. They opened in like. 1856, mm-hmm. 65. It looks something. like the original floors. Nothing's they been have renovated. The ori- it's all original stuff. Mm-hmm. They just add things. They'll add shit to the walls. Yeah, it, it's like a giant collaged <coughs> wallpaper type thing. Even it's like the, a man Pinterest. Yeah, where the dispensers <laughs> for the beer, everything's original. Yeah, it's it's a magical place. I love it. But again, uh, also good financial <laughs> decision for Cheap a first date, date. Yeah, if she likes beer. Yeah. No I'm cocktails. A, I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. And then, but and it's not like I'm lazy. You know, if there's a special someone, I want to do a special thing for them. Mm-hmm. But I think when you do special things for everybody, it becomes not special. Um, we went to a bar she picked on the Lower East Side. Mm-hmm. Um, I told she picked because cool and trendy. Well, I was going to pick a place. And then she canceled last minute. And so I was like, okay, cool. But you're planning the date. I've canceled on a guy before. Um, because he insisted that I picked the place because he had no idea of anything in Manhattan. Now, this guy was also claimed he was a real estate agent. So, in Manhattan. So, I was like... I mean, like, you can't say that because, like, who wants to date a real estate agent? That's that's my I, red flag. <laughs> I've never dated one. And I don't think uh, that was going anywhere, but... But yeah, it was just, it was a lot of pressure put on me. Like, you oh, pick the place. Welcome to be, welcome to, <laughs> welcome to ha- being told, hey, why don't you pick a place? Cause you're the dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. welcome to, to gender equality. Well, it's just assumed. <laughs> and that's so what I do is I don't assume anymore. And when people do, I'm, that's, it's not a deal breaker for me, but it's a red flag. If she's assuming things because I'm the dude, mm-hmm. that's a red flag. Now, if she's assuming things because I asked her out, see, that's I, that's what I, it is. Yeah, you asked I take her it out. as the, and that's for paying as well. Like I just go with uh, who was the aggressor. Like I've had women ask me out. So then I'm like, okay, well, she's asking me out. She can pick the place. I'm not going to assume she's paying, but like she shouldn't assume I am. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's who's the aggressor in the situation. Okay. I understand. Because I've that, never asked anyone out. Sure, so sure. That's, Ash, yeah, you, Ashley, you don't have to brag that like you get asked out all the time. I get oh, it. Shut up. I get it. You're raking it in. No. Some of us have to do a little work. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it's fun. So, um, what do you always assume the guy's paying? Uh, no. So, if it's the first date, it's okay. You're anonymous. Like no one can yell at you on Twitter. No, uh, I, you can yell at me on Twitter. <laughs> I have thick skin. It's okay. Um, if a guy asks me out and we go out, I, you, I always have like twenty dollars cash on me. So that, that's your budget. You're like, oh well, I have twenty. Well, that's my emergency sure. stash. You know, it's always on me. So if <laughs> if we if, go out, <laughs> if, you, if he asks me to pay, 
I no. got 20 bucks. If, if he asks me to pay, then that's a whole nother thing. That's Uh-oh. just that's just strange to me. Oh, I mean like um, split. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's strange to me. Of Why? Course. Why is it strange to split something? Because you asked me if we were dating or if it was like a fourth date type of thing, then that's different. But if you ask me out on a first date and you're asking me to split, I always offer. I don't give you the opportunity. Yeah, but yeah, admit but it. That's a fake offer. It's a fake offer. Don't do fake offers. It's not that I can't give you my twenty dollars. I'm gonna call your bluff when you give your fake and offer. It is a fake <laughs> offer. I know, for and then sure. I'm gonna call your bluff, and he then all of a sudden it, you're like, "I know it." Oh fuck! <laughs> he, I didn't know I was gonna have to pay. No, yeah. I'll pay, and I'll be a lady about paying. But if he calls me the next day, I'm not picking up the phone. <sighs> it's just, it's, it's just strange to me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, if we're like sticking with like antiquated gender roles, totally, I understand That's what you're maybe saying. Maybe I'm more traditional in the sense. <laughs> traditional minded. I, maybe but it's I also, do always offer. I do. Yeah, but fake offer is not a real offer. Just like a fake orgasm is not a real I orgasm. Went- no, it's not. No, and therefore your fake offer means nothing to me mm-hmm. because I've it's been fake. called out on that before too. On faking in bed, yeah, yeah, just don't do it. <laughs> well, sometimes Doesn't you help. just want it. You know, if it's too long, and then you're you tired. can tell him that I want you to come. I've had this conversation so many times. Maddie, have I had this conversation with you? You've had it with me too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very simple. It's you, you fake it. He thinks he's doing the right thing. If you want to end. Communicate. Okay, but most men, to avoid having their ego hurt. If his ego is going to be hurt over you saying, hey, just I'd like you to come, then you don't want to be fucking that dude. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a natural filtration process. Mm-hmm. Now, there's ways to tell a guy to come uh, without it being like a, ugh. <laughs> you know, don't be like, hey, you can come like when you're ready. Ew, don't do that. That's. That doesn't make it feel good. You want to? No. <laughs> I say you you put an act of desire into it, mm-hmm. right? You do want him to finish because you do want it to end. And instead of just ending without him coming, you're being gracious enough to allow him to have an orgasm. So uh, you can say, "I want you to come, babe. Come for me." Those are ways of making it still kind of hot, uh, and it achieves the goal that you want. Okay, it you doesn't can- always work. It doesn't. I mean, if he's, <laughs> if he's being so insistent that he's saying, like, no, but I want you to finish, you'd be like, I'm good. And if he can't handle that, then, again, this guy has a fragile ego, mm-hmm. fucked up view of sex, and you shouldn't be fucking him. It's just, just so much easier. <laughs> I mean, it's easier, but now you're sending him into the world to either disappoint you or someone else again. Okay. You know? Like, think of it this way. You're, like, doing, like, a good for the common woman. Okay. Yeah, like you're, this is for my future Eskimo sister. Really, hundred <laughs> percent. You can thank me later. <laughs> yes, I think if you if, if if you train someone a little bit, even if it's only that one night, it might stick in his head, and maybe next time he won't be so shitty with someone else. Maybe, or maybe I'll just give him this complex, and he'll just never be able to come ever. Oh my god, that's so vindictive. <laughs> that's fuck. That's, that's like, why I don't do it. <laughs> that's like some Gone Girl shit. Oh my gosh, that movie was just messed up. How is that? How just, do men trust women after that? How does some? <laughs> how's that woman married? The woman who wrote the book. How is she married oh. to anyone? How's that guy? <laughs> I mean, as soon as she writes, what could happen if I leave her? So let me stay married to her. Yeah, I mean, if he goes to divorce, I mean, what's he gonna? The judge is gonna be like, and what is the reason for the divorce? Irreconcilable differences. (laughs) No honor. Exhibit A. This book. (laughs) Have you read it? Have you seen the movie? It's scary as shit. Yeah, that that's pretty terrifying. Yeah, it's a great movie though. It's a great movie, but fuck, is it scary? Great book too. For for y'all, I imagine that could be a laugher, but 
I'm fucking no, terrified. No, I was offended. I was like, no, she Ben Affleck, come on. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it's scary to know that something like that could potentially happen. You know, it's not out so out of reach. Mm-hmm. You want something that is out of reach, but it's also like a horror movie for men? What? Do you ever see the movie Teeth? Yes. Oh, fuck I watched yes. that with my entire family when I was thirteen. Why? Because was we, that your dad's way of trying to like give you abstinence only education? My dad <laughs> left the room; he couldn't watch it with us. My it's little brother, my little brother, I think he was uh, ten at the time. He borrowed it from one of his his friends. Yeah, and we saw it on the counter at home mm. in his backpack, and we we're like, "Oh, great, family fun, teeth. It's a horror <laughs> movie." Yeah, no. It's uh, I mean, uh, like. Sociologically, it's a horror movie. <laughs> it's just the most <laughs> disturbing thing. That how would any any young child want to have sex after that? Right, right. That's uh, so. So for those of y'all not familiar, Teeth is a movie. I think it was roughly like you know, like two thousand ten ish. No, much sooner. Two thousand nine. I mean, I saw. It was okay. Two thousand eight, earliest is two thousand eight because like I was two thousand and five. Well, I was in I was in college and I saw it in theaters, so I know oh, that that much. was in theaters. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no, I saw it. On, maybe it was a bootleg DVD or something. No, I don't know. <laughs> so okay, Teeth is a movie um, from like the mid uh, mid to late two thousands, um, where it's set in like Texas in a in an area of Texas that has abstinence only education. Mm-hmm. This girl, very pretty. Um, doesn't know anything about sex. She's had like the promise. Yeah, she's like the <laughs> spokeswoman for like her local chapter of the promise ring and shit like that. And then she, um, she finally just like, um, she's like dating this guy and they're like kind of making out and they end up in this cave. And uh, he goes to have sex with her, but he basically rapes her. Mm-hmm. So her body, it turns out that her vagina has, she has vagina dentata, <laughs> she has teeth. Inner pussy, and then it, it um, angered. He angered it. He angered the vagina dentata. <laughs> he angered the goddess, and uh, yes. the goddess ripped his dick off. Yes, she was, and spat it out. And they show it. They oh, show yeah. everything. Yeah, we see some, with my whole family at age like thirteen. You see some <laughs> dong in this movie, and uh, yeah, it's scary. So there's that, and and that's like as like a defense mechanism, sure, but it's actually like a huge satire commentary on like. Um, absolutely sex education, sexuality, That's things like that. Nice. A woman's uh, <laughs> ability to be empowered in, in jazz. But it's a fucking horror movie for men. It is a comedy for women. Like for women, this is a funny movie. <laughs> like I, I'm in the theaters with it with my friend Felicia and just friends. And, and, we're, and we're watching it and then the lights come up in the theater. I look over to my left in the row right behind me at the end. There is a guy hunched over. Head in his face in his hands, and then his girl, his girl has her arm over him, comforting him. Be like, baby, baby, it's okay. It won't happen. It's fine. It's fake. It's not real. It's just a movie. It's- He'll never touch her again. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and I thought it was sweet because you know, I mean, I don't want to give spoilers, but there's a point where like she doesn't bite it off, uh, and and I thought that was like that's like almost sweet moment. She but- found love. Yeah. Her vagina found love. Yeah, if not for a moment. <laughs> but the freaky movie, Teeth, I highly recommend. It's really good stuff. Yes. Because um, what, what was crazy about it was like <clears throat> she she knew there was something kind of fucked up inside of her. She didn't know that, though, because she never got taught about her body. Yeah. Because in sex ed, like they opened the, the page to the vagina and there's a big sticker on it in her textbook because they just weren't allowed to teach that 
in her school district. Mm-hmm. Now, if she known that there's not teeth in normal vaginas, she would have been like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Maybe like I should get this checked out. I mean, at one point in the movie, she she does go to a gynecologist. Yeah, but um, I mean, we don't want to say what happens. Okay, but, we won't say what happens. Know. Just see the movie. It's great. Definitely. <laughs> but I, I just thought it was a great commentary on like uh, sex ed in this country and like mm-hmm. how abstinence-only education doesn't work. Doesn't. It's no. how Bristol Palin gets pregnant a second time. <laughs> Unplanned. So that's that's uh that's that's my thing on teeth and faking it. Okay. Well don't fake it and see teeth is what we got from the story. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> okay. You uh, you're writing a book about your like sex and dating experiences? Yes. So it actually started That's not something I hear every day. <laughs> I started You writing... could just start a podcast, you know. <laughs> I... I don't know, unfiltered my voice for an hour or so. I think writing it down more rehearsed would be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started writing a journal when I was in a not-so-good place after a breakup. Okay. And I'm like, why do I keep dating these, these weirdos or these assholes, this, that, and the other? So I started writing down my experiences. And it actually, um, one of my coworkers, I had it in my bag, uh, you know, she didn't know. She, I asked her to get my wallet. She opened it and started reading. She's like, this is hilarious. You know, did this actually happen? So I s- actually translated my really rough, uh, my really rough ideas into a more, um, more of me narrating what had happened. Okay. Um, and it actually was kind of therapeutic for me, looking back at these experiences. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I... I could have done something different. It, this guy wasn't an asshole. Mm-hmm. I was just young, and this was this point in my life. Yeah. So it helped me understand more. It's it's somewhat of a memoir slash dating guide slash. Right. It's okay. <laughs> now I first, see. I first asked you to do the podcast like a year ago. Probably. I mean, sometime last year. I there's think. there's like I think you know, like six messages of like. <laughs> there's there have been a few attempts, um, but so like I remember you know, it was originally a no. Did. Um, since the first time I asked, did you start working on the book? Um, it's been a few months. A few months. So like, did, was there any part of that where like, when I hit you up again, you were kind of like, you know what? I kind of get now what he might be doing. No. No? <laughs> when, when I said yes, it was a comp- purely selfish reasoning. Okay. Um, I'll be honest. Okay. Okay. I told you I'd like to think of things as more of a business transaction. Sure, I'm like, sure. I'll do this for him. What can he do for me? Sure. You know, we're creative people. Yeah. Maybe I'll need his creative input or mm-hmm. our experience I can somewhat share sure. or get his feedback or opinion. I started Just as thinking, long as you tag me on Twitter, I won't care. Yeah, well, I don't have a Twitter, <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I thought of it as, as a mutually beneficial transaction. Okay. So now if we want to get out of the business part. Okay. Do you, <laughs> I mean, because I share that thing. I, it is therapeutic. I mean, I have... You know, we just, you know, we fucked for a little bit. You know, that was, it wasn't anything huge. But, like, there are some people who I dated um, Mm -hmm. or, like, you know, seriously. And I'm able to, like, go get closure uh, in some cases. Which is, you know, I saw a girl who I, I, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And she broke up with me via handwritten letter. Oh, that's so romantic. In the mail from, like, California. (laughs) And, And I saw her in Chicago. For the first time in seven years. First time we really spoke. First time in seven years. Mm-hmm. And I go to her apartment. 
And I'm like, oh my God, it's Emily. Like this is, it's bizarre. And then, and we sit down to talk and I'm, I'm feeling like I'm getting the closure I had been wanting so long ago. I mean, I've, I'd been over it seven years. Like Billy, get over it. Yeah, but, of course, but it comes back a little yeah. bit. And you get, by writing it, by writing this book, uh-huh. I am able, I'm writing it from my perspective, but I can also put myself in their shoes when mm-hmm. I'm telling the story. I can see their perspective. It's not so one-sided. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Sure. Oh, you got an example? Um, n- no, no, not that I want to share. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it's just, because it, it, you're able to remove yourself, put yourself out, and it's kind of like a third party, which is just you. You, like sense. the paper keeps you honest. Yeah, you're looking at it and you're like, well, I'm really lying to myself. I mm. can tweak a few things for comic relief or for sure. whatever, but I know what happened. I feel the same way about this. I really, I genuinely think the microphones keep you honest. <laughs> I mean, I've had people be like, listen, if you, have a, if you want to talk like off mic, we can do that. If you still not over it. I'm like, I can, but th- I've been noticing that like I'm getting more honest conversations on mic than I have with them off mic. Because oh, just you don't because, have time to think. Right. Like, I, I mean, I, I think this is a way, it's almost like a bullshit detector. You, you feel like you can't lie because you feel like other people are listening, which you they can, are, but just not right now. You can hear someone thinking, you know, the change in their voice. And mm-hmm. if I'm just like dragging out something or talking about bullshit, it's I can recorded. cut you off. Yeah. I can, <laughs> so I, I, I can't hide. I, yeah, so I feel the very similar thing of uh, that the that the paper does as the third party. The, these microphones kind of act like that mm-hmm. as well, or the audience, I guess. You yeah. Know? So that's, I find that very interesting because mm-hmm. I have not tried to write a book. I've never done that before. You should. It's even just a journal. It was a journal. It wasn't a book. Mm. It's a translation of my journal. I've got I've got two and a half books in me. Uh, <laughs> one day I'm <laughs> working on. There you go. Just well, look one through of, old notes. Right. Well, one of them is like how I made six figures in college and then how I lost it all. Uh, that's one of the books because mm-hmm. I, you know, I think I told you I've had a wide variety of jobs. Yes. Uh, until I started the day job I've got now, so it's like I want to do that, but mm-hmm. then like contextualize it with like my problems with gambling, and yeah. then um, probably something with sex. You know, I'm surely. I mean, maybe the, just a guidebook, like, hey guys, can you stop being shitty? Just don't do this. <laughs> yeah, like, dudes, don't open with yo on a fuck. I know it's easy, <laughs> but don't. It's not helping you. No, but I mean, there have been times where I have been on the subway, on a crowded subway, and I just had a thought and something would come back to me or Mm. something would remind me of a past. And I've just opened up my notes section on my iPhone and I've written it down. And that one sentence sparked, you know, a whole chapter. Mm. So did you do the Billy chapter yet? No, I haven't. No, No, that's where that's where this favor comes in. Oh, so is this like helping you remember stuff maybe? No, no, I, I was... You know, everything right now is from my perspective, but I was even thinking maybe I'll get your perspective as a chapter. Do you, do you have any questions? Uh, no, I no? have to I have to really... Because right now all I have from you via text message was like, well, like, obviously I'm really good at sex. <laughs> duh. There was a duh followed. If, yeah, yeah. If you, if you say so. Yeah, totally. Oh, come on. <laughs> you think you're funny. <laughs> I know I'm funny. I'm pretty funny. I'm a funny guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. I'm assuming that's a decent chunk of the reason why you fucked me in the first place. Is that was like kind of humorous? Maybe not. Maybe you're just Maybe. like he's cute. I don't know. <laughs> why, why did you sleep with me? Now I am. Now I'm. Cur- I went to basically an all girls school. <laughs> so really, just really you. any consent, <laughs> any consenting cock really was at this point <laughs> no. Uh, preferable. No, we had fun. I was I was really young when I met you. You were like a freshman or a sophomore, I think, because I was I think a senior. I was a freshman. Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. 
Yeah. That's before I instituted my 18 or up, uh, my 19 or up rule. <laughs> well, you were young too. <clears throat> I was 21. 21. Yeah, I yeah. was a senior in college. I think I, I, did we go out for, I think I had to use a fake ID if we went out for Yep, drinks. you did. Yeah, it was but weird. Had, yeah. It was weird. Yep. But I had still yet like, I was still accepting 18 year olds. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I eventually made a 19 and up rule. And then. Um, Is that rule still, like, it's still 19? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, I'll make. Not the 20s? I'll make, I'll make out with anyone. I'm saying I won't fuck someone in who's 18. And then after um, one girl, I instituted a, um, 20 and, uh, a 20 and up rule. 20 and up yeah. rule. But like, yeah. I, I'll, yeah. I, <laughs> what, can you elaborate on that? <laughs> um, we're just in such different places. There's mm-hmm. different mindsets you're in. Uh, this is just fucking or dating. This what is just fuck- well, like I'm not going to date anyone in college because you're in different life stages. Exactly. And I, and I'm in just my life is so unstable mm-hmm. that I can't handle. You know the difference between like 18 and 20, which the difference between 21 and 22 is so vast because like you may not think you're like yeah well like that was 20 was only two years ago yeah no, but so like, much happens in those two yeah because now you're like about to leave college you're gonna move you might go to grad school like your life is literally changing in a very short period of time whereas in when you're becoming your like mid-20s late 20s like there's the it's change is the less same. dynamic and quick you know like you're able to rent a car legally at 25 you get your prostate checked at 34 in between it's kind of all the same <laughs> That's true. You know, and I feel like living in New York, uh, it forces you to mature a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I went to school in the middle of Manhattan <clears throat> and yeah. I was forced into adulthood a lot sooner than my friends who went upstate New York and their main focus was on partying and this, that, and the other. And I was worried about paying rent and, you know, mm-hmm. that you're paying rent through college. Through college, I was paying oh, rent. Did you put your self through school? No, my parents helped me with that. Oh, but you paid the room I door? Paid because no, well, no, no. you were in a dorm. I, I was in a dorm. I fucked you first, in a dorm room. Like I very distinctly remember this. My first this. two years, but my third you re- year. When you're an adult <laughs> person, you very much uh, remember having to get signed into a dorm. It's yes. a memory that never leaves you. You know what? And that's problematic too. I remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I heard that as someone who slept. They can with, see your log of of visitors. Yeah, as someone who slept with older women in college, like I, uh, yeah, I've been there. So I won't date anyone who's in college. I mean, even if you're like in your early 20s, let's say you defer to your just it's the in college phase is a um, when when I was in college, I wasn't focused on a relationship. I was just like having fun. Sure. But there are some who want to date me and I'm just like, I can't. Oh, like the younger mindset. Again, you could be 23. If you're a senior in college, I have I have to still stay away because I don't know where you're going. You might be gone in six months. So, so I, if I enga- if I enrolled in grad school, would that be grad the school's same a little different because grad thing? school you're already here. But I'm saying when you're going from undergrad to life, oh yeah, it's hugely different. Now for sex, like now I'll make out with anyone of consenting age because making out is awesome, and I may not even know someone's age when we're making you out. You don't check IDs before you start making out. No, oh. no. Um, <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, like, I mean, we may not have even gotten to a point where I've asked you your age, but mm-hmm. I might know your age before I fuck you. Does that make sense? A little bit, maybe, probably well, not. Before you fuck someone, you usually have more of Which, so a you connection have to fill- conversation. Sometimes, sure, yeah. There's also a lot of paperwork I make them fill out. So, I mean, yeah. at the point of date of birth, what type? Disclosure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gotta get the NDA. Gotta get the NDA. Uh, but no, so so I th- I stopped sleeping with people who are not twenty, um, probably like three years ago. It's not about that. Who are um, not twenty? 
There was a really hot 19-year-old I was sleeping with, and then... Give her your card. Tell her to call you in a year. No, no, no. <laughs> well, she was, like, the last one. Oh, okay. But, but after her, I raised the Did age. Did something happen with her that... Just, uh... Mm-hmm. Oh. Just, you know, and I also moved. It, it's covered in a, in a previous podcast Oh, episode. okay. I'll, I'll circle back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but she was a hottie. <laughs> no one in particular. It's funny because she was, so she, yeah, she's the reason the age went up a year. <laughs> huh? No, no, I mean, this was years ago. She's an adult person. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, I get it now. Okay, I, that went completely over my head. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly a joke for me and her. Okay. Uh, mostly That's me. okay. Yeah, so I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. I just said, I don't know, like five times rapid fire. Uh-oh. I, <laughs> we hit a sensitive one. <laughs> I'm just regrouping. I don't know. I mean, this is fun. This is interesting to, to see. Again, I haven't seen you in many years. Yes. So it's, uh, especially after all the no's you gave me, uh, <laughs> I was very thrilled that you wanted to come on. So I was curious how this would go. I yeah. actually had no expectations. Mm-hmm. Well, you when you have something to offer in return, besides a cupcake... <laughs> I mean, I which am, I don't have in front of you me. You told me not to get them. <laughs> I said, "You want me to call my cupcake girl?" She's like, "No, I'm good." No, so it's I got okay. a cupcake hooker. You know, <laughs> there's a, a, a previous guest. She's like a manager at a cupcake joint, but like one of those fucking nice cupcake. Joints. And he's describing the cupcake to me. <laughs> oh yeah, they're like they're, they're like magnolia cupcakes, but without the magnolia cupcake price. Okay. And she'll hook me up with free cupcakes. She's like, "If you want them, just let me know." So when a when a when a guest wants cupcakes, I can go get some free cupcakes. From um from my friend. Mm-hmm. Make so. sure make sure you say yes to the cupcakes, ladies. Yeah, say, say <laughs> yes to the dress and the cupcakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, is this how you thought this would go? Um, I Were was actually w- really nervous. I, I was sensing that, yeah. so I'm curious. Well, I was because debrief, you know. <laughs> I'm the type of person that is constantly speaking mm-hmm. uh, without any pressure. You know, it's just how I am. I'm always talking. Now, when I'm forced to speak and it's just my mm-hmm. voice. I was afraid I'd have nothing to say. Okay. So I, I said to Billy before we started, I'm like, what if there's awkward silence, you know? Yeah. And he's like, don't worry, just talk. And it was actually, it was fine. Yeah. And if there was silence, you can embrace the silence. Mm-hmm. I think even on dates, I love embracing a silence during a date, especially like an early date. I, I had a woman like really jump me actually because of it. Because, <laughs> uh, she was just, I guess it was like, she said, I guess afterwards, she said, there was nothing I, left to say. Well, no, she said, I guess it was all the icon, the intense eye contact mm-hmm. and silence was drawing me closer because like, I'm not going to force conversation where there doesn't need to be conversation. Like why okay. force words that are not natural? Let me just sit here and I'll be looking at you. Cause like, you know, if I'm on a date with you, I probably find you attractive. Mm-hmm. So if I have nothing to say and you're not saying anything, it's fine. Let's just sit, enjoy each other. Something words will come out eventually. That's you know? very hard for me. You know, know, it's I know it's hard. It can yeah. feel awkward, but I promise you, I think the payoff is so much better. I don't know. I feel like if you embrace that silence just a little bit, even yeah. if it's you embracing the silence so that you can address it after, mm-hmm. but you can't address silence that didn't happen. So if you embrace 20, 30 seconds of silence, and you are still super uncomfortable. At least now you have something to talk about. You can talk about how, how uncomfortable, uncomfortable you, are. you are. Right. Yeah. And you know what? They may or may not relate. They may say me too, or they may say what I just told you. And now you now you're back in conversation. You see, I feel like for a first date, that's something too intimate. Like if you're staring deeply in my well, eyes for thirty seconds. Well, listen, Ashley, I'm just uh, <laughs> I'm just an intimate guy. No. 
<laughs> no, I with with someone I've been dating a while, the silence, that kind of thing is fine. Sure. But if I am on a first date, I want to get to know you. I don't want to stare into your what eyes. What better deeply. way to get to know than uh? No, I feel too exposed. That's too. But exposed. that's the whole point of getting to know someone is exposing yourself in small increments. Who has <laughs> <laughs> time? Yeah, it's Manhattan. True. <laughs> this is true. Oh, Ashley, um, is there anything else you want to say or share? No. Do you have anything else for me? Uh, good experience for you. Better than you were expecting. Much more organic than more organic I than yeah you than I thought it would be. I like how you won't be... use the qualifier "better." You'll just say it was more organic. <laughs> it was. It was. Better than I thought. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, this this was great. Um, this this was actually better than I expected. So, oh, well, great. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, thanks for doing the show, and sure. uh, I look forward to helping with the book if I can, if you need me, you yes. know. Uh, and look forward to reading it. So, okay. Uh, once so say bye to everyone. You can um do it to the bookshelf. Let's pretend they're everyone. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Later. All right, everybody, that was Ashley. That was interesting to see her uh, and have that chat. You, know, you can sense you can sense that traditionalism when, you, when you're talking to her. One of those people who uh, just uh, some, some outdated viewpoints, I would say. But I, I'm very appreciative that she came on and did the show. And I had a good time seeing her again after all these years. Uh, and as always, I hope you are subscribed to the Manhor Podcast uh, over on iTunes or Stitcher or any podcast app. If you're subscribed, do make sure one of your friends is, is subscribed too. And I want, if you have the chance, you know, please leave a review, leave a comment. All right. If, again, the free condom offer is still live. If you write a review on iTunes for the Manhor Podcast, screenshot it and email it to manhorpod at gmail.com. I will mail you a free man whore podcast condom if you do that for me it doesn't even have to be a good review it can be a negative review i just want you to be honest and share the show with the world as always uh, i'm on twitter at the billy Persita. and if you can please support the podcast on patreon at patreon.com slash man podcast but until next week everybody uh i'm gonna try to get out of this haze that i'm in i hope i find some clarity soon but I got to honor the struggle, however long that may take. But I'm looking forward to seeing y'all next week. So until then, you stay slutty. <laughs>